You're listening to The 24 Social Show, a podcast show that inspires entrepreneurs to make meaningful content and keep pursuing what they love. My name is Amy Lee Farr, marketer, photographer, and philanthropist, best known for the social enterprise, Mission Beautiful Australia. And I'm sitting down with experts in all types of industries to talk about their processes, the lessons they've learned, and how to make a profitable impact. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of 24 Social Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lee Farr, and today I'm sharing with you my very best money-making solutions to turbocharge your business using Facebook ads. It's a question I get quite a lot, and the question is, why is my engagement so low on my Facebook and Instagram business accounts? And a lot of people are using social media. I mean, come on, there's billions of people that are joined up to these platforms. But right now, more than ever, your engagement on your pages is going to be way down. And I know that there's a lot of people out there noticing similar trends. And, you know, it's really true. I mean, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he didn't know what kind of gold mine he was sitting on. And he pretty much realized what was happening with his ads and decided with his advertising space and decided, look, we're going to up the ante and for businesses on Facebook to make more money, we're going to give you the opportunity to buy Facebook ads. And over the last five years, that engagement has gone right down unless you are what we call paying to play. Back in the day, people would just put Facebook pages up and they would make bank from it. And the reason for that is because, as I said, Facebook simply didn't know that they were sitting on a gold mine. There are all these people using Facebook and seeing ads on the side of their timelines, right, back in the day. And most of the, the and for the most part, this was basically dead inventory. Facebook didn't know what to do with those spots and they weren't really actively selling ads for them. Fast forward to today and Facebook is making billions of dollars every single year and they finally got a clue. Unfortunately, for the typical Facebook page, Facebook has been cracking down on their appearance of their posts. So if you have joined Facebook and you are a business on Facebook and if you join, say, 10 other Facebook pages, the chances are you would only see updates for about two of them from time to time. It's as if you never liked those Facebook pages. And that's how tight the organic space inventory to Facebook pages and groups and other free traffic areas on Facebook is at the moment. But please understand, I'm not saying that you should stop using Facebook pages to organically reach out to your followers, not at at all. Facebook and Instagram, they're not dead for business. What I am saying is that you should supplement your local business's organic page traffic through Facebook ads. There's a lot that you can do. You can promote your page to local buyers and once they like your page, you can then advertise to them via ads. Usually you would buy boosts for your posts, so a lot of your content is more visible to the people who have already liked your Facebook page and that's a great way to go about it. And, and, you know, in other ways you can really focus a niche and target your audience through actual Facebook ads. Now, I know this might be a little offensive maybe to a lot of people. I mean, it does sound ludicrous to have to pay to play 
But think about it. People have already liked your page. They've already shown their interest in what you're doing. And now you have to pay to play. So it's like you're asking them to double opt in on your content. And you feel, and as I felt when this initially started, you know, that people should be able to see my content if I've if they have liked my page already and Facebook ads should be only for the, those who haven't engaged with me already. But Mark Zuckerberg has definitely coined his market there and with the purchase of Instagram, he's now done the same algorithm on Instagram. So if you have a business account on Instagram as well, then you are definitely needing to pay to play there too. So your algorithm will have changed over the last five years so that you aren't getting seen if you're a business page. A lot of people keep their business pages as personal pages for that reason on Instagram, which is something that you can do and you probably will reach a lot of organic traffic. The only difference is, well, there are a few differences with Instagram is that you can't see your analytics, uh, it's difficult to do, you can't do swipe up after you get to 10,000 followers. There's a lot of, uh, you know, things that hold you back that are not available on a personal account that are available on a business account, which is why so many people do have a business account for those uh, reasons. So they can direct people to their website, they can open up Instagram shops and Facebook shops and things like that. So it is good to have a, a is definitely good to have a business account and a Facebook page. But let's get into it a little bit more and find out some of the steps that you can make now today that will help you to bring more business through your Facebook page and to your website. One thing I tell all of my one-to-one coaching clients is Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, all of the social platforms, YouTube, any of the social platforms that you can join up to, they should all be a, they should all serve a purpose of like a landing page that directs them to your main site, whether that's a Shopify site or a website um, it or any kind of store site, things like that. You need to have that as a landing page or a, or a click through to your website. It should never be your main page. It should never be your main form of income. It should always be something that directs people to where you want them to go to actually make a purchase with you. The reason for that is because it gives you so much more freedom to make money the way you want to make money and you aren't just adhering to the Facebook rules. You can actually monetize your website a lot more and have a lot more freedom of monetization on a website than you can with Facebook. Also, you have your own analytics and you can then see, you know, how the outside world outside of Facebook is interacting with your business. So the first thing uh, that you can do is promote your Facebook page to your existing local customers. So it doesn't matter how, I don't really care how you do that. You could put your URL on your Facebook page, put your, sorry, put your URL of your Facebook page in every point of contact that you have with your existing customer base. That's on your signatures of your emails, um, your latest offers in your Facebook page header or your profile picture. Um, you can put your Facebook URL on your website, obviously, to share back and to follow you. 
make sure it's on your business cards, make sure if you have a brick and mortar business that it's everywhere on your brick and mortar business, on your receipts, on your window advertising, if you have a vehicle on your vehicle. That's some ways you can organically drive people to your Facebook page to turbocharge that part of your business to get people more people seeing you on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you know, when people call your phone, have on your on your um, answering machine or your answer message, have a little blurb about them going to your Facebook page to like your Facebook page and follow you for a discount, things like that, um, and leave the URL there. Uh, you know, talk about your Facebook page, talk about your Instagram account. When people get a receipt from you, obviously, as I said, put it on that. That's a really handy place to have it. Whatever, whatever contact you have with your local customers, make sure that your URLs for your social media, Facebook page, Instagram, whatever social um, platforms that you are on are on all of those things, your invoices, everything. The second step is post content on your Facebook and then boost them. So there's a little boost button that you can use on your posts. Not all uh, Facebook uh, content is boostable, but most of it is. So it's just sort of you got to figure out what you can boost and what you can't. Sometimes links, they won't allow you to boost a link. Um, but it's, it's, it's a good way to get more uh, organic engagement to the people that are actually already liking your page and outside there their friend group as well. So if they have a friend group that, you know, reaches out nationally or internationally, that will help also your reach to your page and engagement on your page. The third step would be figure out which content gets the most engagement and make more of those sorts of posts. By repeating all of those steps, you can actually become a little bit more visible with your target customers. And the more visible you become, the more they trust you and the more that they'll remember you. This can have a really good snowball effect on the amount of, you know, actual human beings that come walking through your physical doors or visit your website uh, of your brick and mortar local business and getting more business that way. The, the fourth step that I'm going to throw in here is investing in ads. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to talk a lot more about how to make sure that your business is advertising correctly and how to go about doing that and understanding the process. And I'll give you my step-by-step -step actionable, actionable content here on how to actually build a Facebook ad and promote it. You know, when we talk about Facebook ads, a lot of people jump and, and say, no, I don't want to, I'm not paying Mark Zuckerberg any more money for my for my business and ads and things like that but think about think about this if i was to give you $200 back and said if you give me $5 i will give you $200 back within a week or by the end of tomorrow would you give me that $5 of course you would that's a no brainer so think of it like that yes facebook is a money grab and instagram is a money grab for obviously for Mark Zuckerberg and, and others. But on the other hand, it actually opens up a whole world of possible customers for you. You can really reach a lot more people if you jump on the bandwagon of pay to play. The more that you have 
the more money that you have to spend on Facebook ads, the higher the reach, the higher the engagement, obviously. But you can start off with just $5 a day and see how that goes and test with that kind of you know, amount. You don't have to jump in with thousands of dollars. You can start off just building engagement, building your email list with Facebook ads with five to $10 a day. So let's just look at some of the benefits of Facebook advertising. Facebook has a really robust and powerful high-tech advertising targeting system. And Facebook is still relatively cheap. It also has so much ad inventory that depending on the kind of campaign you run, it is still really affordable compared to competing platforms like Google AdWords. Facebook also helps engage your customers with you and it can really deliver the bottom line. Not only can Facebook help you stay relevant with your target audience members, but you can also plug in these ads to your actual sales funnel. They can, with the right strategy and the right sales funnel design, produce huge conversions. And these are sales. These have an actual impact on your business's profitability. You can break into new markets. Your FB campaign gets people familiar enough with your new market focus that you don't come off as a completely new player. Facebook can also drive leads and it can really boost your SEO. Since Google launched the Rank Brain algorithm update, click-throughs have begun to play an outsized role in Google's ranking algorithm. So what this means is that when people are clicking your link over others, you're more likely to rise up in the rankings. So how this is possible with Facebook is Facebook campaigns make people more familiar with your brand name, your domain name, as well as your site name, and you're not a complete stranger. With everything else being equal, when people see your brand show up in search results, they're more likely to click it and compared to a brand that they haven't ever heard before. So this has an aggregate effect. And if this plays out with enough people over an extended period of time, don't be surprised if your organic rankings on Google also increase. Facebook can help you close deals, of course. You know, like if you're running a retargeted campaign on Facebook, Facebook will show your ad to users who've been to your site. It's not unusual for them to realize that they still need whatever it was that they came to your site for. A lot of them will come back to your website to close the deal. How effective is this strategy? Well, according to many marketing surveys, up to 40% of buyers come back and buy because of this technology. So you actually do get a very robust advertising system with Facebook. Facebook efficient, efficiently slices and dices its audience demographics. If you target one person and that person typically buys from you, you can use that person's profile and apply it to other people who share the same profile to hopefully get the same results. You don't get that robust kind of technology and capabilities on other platforms. But the, there is a couple of downsides with Facebook advertising. 
there are some disadvantages. It has by no means a perfect advertising platform as yet. It's not even by a long shot. You need to be aware of its downsides. If your ads are really vague, irrelevant, or simply send the wrong message, don't be at all shocked if they don't produce the results that you're looking for. Also beware of the competition. Unless you're really putting in the time, effort and energy to create ads that will really truly stand out, and we'll talk about this a bit later on, it's very easy for your competition to outclass you. There's an old saying and it goes, bad news travels twice as fast as good news. So for every good review you get, don't be surprised if you get two or more negative comments since it's so easy to leave bad comments on Facebooks on Facebook comments and, and ads, especially you can leave comments on ads. So don't be surprised or disheartened if you do get some negative feedback because there are people on social media, on the internet that live to be that kind of person. I think we call them internet trolls where they just like to troll certain things and just for fun, say terrible stuff. So please don't be too disheartened and you know what the best way to combat that sort of thing is to just kill them with kindness reply back to those comments don't avoid them go in and dig deeper with that person and if it's a real person from your business that's truly upset with something that they've that has happened to them through your business then you're by you confronting that head-on with a really polite friendly attitude other people are going to see that on that comment thread and they're going to want to, you know, they're going to overlook that or work through that with you and understand what's happened and not be put off coming to your business by you actually commenting to those comments. Of course, always reply to other comments as well, but especially the ones that are negative and disheartening to you. It's always good to get feedback good, bad, or indifferent. The bad news is that like with any other advertising platform or tool, you have to put in the time to master the learning curve. The good news is with the right guide, like what we're going to do today, you can cut back on time and really maximize your efficiency. Also by getting set up with the right ads to target the right eyeballs, you can also avoid some of the disadvantages that I've already listed to you. So please grab a notepad and pen. We are going to dive deep into the best practices of Facebook. We're going to go through how to set up ads. We're going to talk about all sorts of things right now. So grab a piece of paper and a pen or use your laptop and type as we go. But please use this information and really put it to work because it can really change your business strategy and help you create maximum profits for your business. So let's just go over a few things. There's, a, there's some general best practices with Facebook ads that is really, really important to stick to. Now, when we talk about copy, what we, meaning, what we mean is the written content. Copy means written content in um, marketing terms, in PR terms, in communication terms. So when I talk about copy, that's what I mean when I say the copy as I'm going to say now, the copy must meet, must match the main funnel and product. I mean, what you've written in your ad has to match what you're trying to promote. So if you're trying to promote a landing page that goes to your latest ebook, 
or a course that you're offering or something else that you want to capture somebody's email address and name and hopefully bring them into your business to then will then help them in turn then you want to make sure that the copy matches everything that you're trying to do in that ad and that leads to your sales funnel. The next thing is to embrace testing. I often test 20 to 40 ads before I land on an ad or a few ads that I know will work for my business and bring in the customers that I'm looking for. So embrace testing. Testing is something that you will do a lot of. So don't think that you just have to set and forget. Facebook ads is different than other than other advertising platforms. You must keep testing. Speak to your audience and speak like your audience. Make it a conversation. Your Facebook ads shouldn't be salesy as much as you are selling something. Marketing is not about selling. It's about having a conversation and delivering an experience and talking to your audience or with your audience and speaking like your audience. So find the voice of your audience and speak like them and with them. Also make sure that you have a great headline, a fantastic image and really good copy. The first thing people see is the headline. The next thing they see is the image. Sometimes it's the image and then the headline and then they read your copy. So make sure that those things are in line with each other as well. You want them to stop and see that image. Then you want them to stop and read the copy and read the headline. And you want them to then take action, which is going to your website or your sales funnel. Use strong headlines that grab attention. The headlines that compel you to read the rest of the copy. Also monitor the relevance score. We'll talk more about that in another podcast when we go through the back end of Facebook advertising. But there is a relevance score within the Facebook back end in your ad center that tells you how relevant that ad is to your audience. And if your relevance score is low, then you wanna drop that ad straight away and start again. Make sure you use strong and catchy CTAs or call to actions. Make, make sure they're nice and strong and catchy. You don't want them to be too pushy unless it's a really hot audience and then you can push them to say, buy now. But strong and catchy call to actions like learn more, read more, go here, things like that. Easy to easy to digest. And, you know, make sure you use a bit of controversy and curiosity. You want people to click that learn more button. You want people to go through. So you don't give them all the information in one place. Sometimes that is a good idea, but most of the time you want to leave people wanting more. So you want to build that curiosity and, and take them through to the next stage. Before you get your first campaign going though, it's really crucial that you have a good understanding of what makes up a Facebook ad. There's basic Facebook ads and parts of an ad that you probably should know before we get going. The amount of money that you're going to pay Facebook for running your ads throughout the life of that specific campaign is part of the budget. A bid is a maximum amount of money that you will pay for people to take certain actions. You you can pay for a view, you can pay for a click, or even an email collector. The more targeted the action, the more you should expect to pay for that action. Also, placement is another word that you'll come across a lot. So placement of your ad, which is where you're going to put your Facebook ad. So 
if it's say Instagram feed or the story, or it could be the Facebook feed or Facebook stories, messenger, things like that. That's, that's where the placement will be. Device obviously is what you're viewing your ads on, what people will be viewing. So you can select among either mobile or desktop or both. On audience targeting means the demographic breakdown of the people who could possibly see your ads. So you can target demographic factors like age range, gender, location, and a lot of other factors, their interests, things like that. So audience targeting is the most important part of your Facebook ad apart from the creative, which is the copy and the headline and the image. We're targeting your audience takes takes you back to your perfect persona, the, per, the ideal client avatar that you want to bring into your business every single day. When I talk about the creative, this term refers to the media or the, the video or the image of the ad that you're using to promote. What you should be aware of when you're making your ad is focusing more on why you're advertising in the first place. This gives you a really good picture that can help you increase your chances of success. What is your specific goal? Ask yourself these questions. Why am I advertising in the first place? What is my specific goal? Am I looking for more traffic to my website? Do I want to collect email addresses? Am I looking for people to become more aware of my brand? Are you looking to build up a mailing list? You have to optimize your ads based on the outcome that you actually desire for that ad. If you really want to maximize your return on investment or your ROI, you need to find the tightest demographic that fits your product or service. It's way more efficient. Really know your customer, know what they want from you, know who they are, know your niche. That's hugely important. And as I mentioned um, previously, Facebook has retargeting technology. So this allows you to remind people of who you've, who have already visited your website or your Facebook page about the value of your products and the services that you offer. So this is a really powerful tool to get people to come back to your website. Obviously, these people have already been exposed to your brand and this is what you want to achieve. Or are you looking for new eyeballs on your website? These are the people who have never been to your website and are just you're just trying to introduce yourself to them. So they're two totally different objectives and two totally different audiences. One is hot traffic and the other is cold traffic. Maybe you're not too sure of what you want to pursue, but it's really good to understand, are you reminding them or are you looking for new customers? By getting up to speed on some of the basic online advertising lingo, you can actually increase your chances of setting up the right advertising campaign. A lot of Facebook uh, courses that I have been part of and watched and learned from over the years don't talk a lot about the basic terminology of Facebook advertising. So it can be really hard when you have never placed an ad before to understand what you're actually doing because you don't understand the terminology. So attribution refers to the different types of marketing channels that can, your consumers take notice of before they take action on the ad. So your attribution is crucially is crucial, sorry, because it lets marketers assemble a total collection of ad campaigns that need to be in place until they get the result that they're looking for. Now conversions, they mean what they mean is conversions boil down to actions 
that either immediately lead to dollars being added to your bank account or is paving the way for that to be possible. So whether that's a conversion, whether it's somebody converting to clicking through to your website, they've seen your website, they've come through to your Facebook page and liked your page, that could be a conversion. Cost per click or CPC is really the amount of money paid on average for each click of your advertising link. And it's measured by taking the full amount of money you've spent and dividing it into the amount of ad clicks. So that means how many people have clicked your call to action, how many people have clicked on your ad and looked at it further, and how many people have clicked through to the next part of your ad, which could be going to your website, could be going to a landing page, or could be going to your Facebook page. Now there's also CPM, which is cost per thousand impressions. So you take the amount of money that you paid and divide it by a thousand views. These types of campaigns pay for ad views, not for clicks or conversions. Then there's frequency. Frequency means how many times an ad has showed up in front of eyeballs. So how many times somebody has seen your ad. So this, it basically means if your ad has shown up up to four times to one person, it will show you in frequency 4.0 or something like that per person. When it gets to that amount, you want to start a new ad because it'll kind of, that ad will be kind of getting old and people will be desensitized to it. So you want to change it up when it gets to about four. Now your reach, you'll see this word a lot and may, maybe many of you already know what this means, but unlike frequency, this metric refers to how many different individuals your ad was broadcast to. So when you see how your reach, how many is your reach in an ad, that is telling you where it could possibly go. Impressions, that is a referral to how many times your advertising has appeared on a user's screen for the first time. So not the frequency, but how many times you have actually impressed on someone's page for the first time. There's also CTR, which is your click-through rate. Now that refers to the number of clicks that your ad got has got and is divided by how many times the ad was shown. So your click-through rate is a little bit of a math equation. So it's the number of clicks that your ad has received and then they divide that by how many times your ad has been shown. Clicks, well, clicks refers to the actual unique clicks that your ad has received. Unique depends, in quotation marks, has, it depends on how the tracking system defines a unique click. It could, actu it could actually be the same person over several days, or in some cases, it could be over a 12-hour period. So let's ask the question, what options does Facebook give you for targeting? As I have already mentioned several times, Facebook can actually help you target your demographic in many ways. So there's some, I'm going to go through some of the ways that it can actually give you the robust targeting that we've been talking about that are available through Facebook advertising. Remembering that Facebook advertising is also now Instagram advertising. So you can do all of your Facebook and Instagram advertising in the one place. And that's how robust this system really is. So you have lookalike audiences. That's a feature that allows you to profile your existing audience or people that have already interacted with your brand. And the hope is that once you figure out the profile of the person who's already interested in your brand and apply it to the filter, it will actually then filter people who haven't seen your brand before. And then people who see your ads will behave like the customer that already knows you. And that's what a lookalike audience is. 
There's also custom audiences. To get a lookalike audience campaign going, you must first profile people who behave the way that you want them to on your website. These are the people that enter their email addresses, they buy things from you, or they do things that add to your bottom line. So you want to set up a Facebook pixel and you can do that through the business center and it's quite easy to do. You just follow the instructions and type in Facebook pixel. It'll tell you everything you need to know and you create a custom audience based on that. So it would then profile people doing the kinds of things that you want new customers to do on your website. So once you enter that pixel into the Facebook ad, it's going to then help to target the right audience based on the people that are already visiting your website and doing the things that you want them to do. Connections, right? So you've got that which enables you to limit or set up the relationship of the new eyeballs or people that you're advertising to. So maybe they're interested in an, in an event or maybe they use a certain app. Maybe they've gone to a Facebook page that you have been following or a Facebook page that already owns the audience that you would like to get in front of. And maybe they're friends with people that already like your, your stuff. Connections is a great way of targeting people who have had the same prior contact with your brand or know people who do. Generally speaking, people who share the same interests tend to be friends and have some personal connection. There's also behaviors. You can target based on behaviors. So you can target people who use certain devices or have bought certain things. You can also target people based on language. That's pretty self-explanatory. You can target their main language of people exposed to your ad. And this is really helpful because if your ad is in English, yet you're targeting the majority of non-English speaking countries, then you might have a very low click and even lower conversion. You can also target based on age and gender. So you can target people based on whether they're male, female or other, and as well as their age ranges. Generally, Facebook doesn't have a, uh, a spot for people that don't identify as female or male. So you are going to have to choose one or the other or all. You can choose all and that will cover everybody. It'll also help if you put an age range in there. Being specific with your age range is quite important. And you can figure out who you need to who you need to target based on age and gender based on your analytics on your Facebook. So how many people in your Facebook analytics and Instagram analytics are male, female, or don't recognize as a, as a gender and what their age range is. You can actually dig deeper into that through your Facebook business suite. Now you can also do by location. Obviously, that's another self-explanatory one. You can target people based on their postal code or in America called a zip code, their city, their town, their state, their province or their country. And for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to focus primarily on Facebook Ads Manager. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to the ads that we're going to be talking about is the ad rules. So there's a few rules that we need to think about before we start creating an ad as well. The Facebook rules, the ad rules are number one, respect the sales process. A lot of people don't think about this when they're actually creating a product and starting a business. There's only going to be 3% out of 100% of people that see your ad that are going to be ready to buy right that in that moment. 3%. And then 
only at another 7% on top of that will be ready to buy from you in the next 90 days. And then within the next, say, six months, people may buy, there'll be about 40% of people that would buy in the next six months. And then a large portion of, of that 100%, which is about 50% of people, will never buy from you. So think about that when you're creating an ad and you're creating that targeted audience. Think about and how much money you want to put towards that ad because if 3% out of 100 people are going to buy right now, that's a very low number. So you want to make sure that your reach is high, that you're going to have a good impression rate and you're going to have a good frequency rate. And so by doing that, you're going to need to spend some money and you will need to get creative and put some time and effort into creating that ad, okay? And, you know, you can get away with spending a little bit of money and, you know, building up your email list like that. But obviously, like I said, the people that spend the most money win. And that's why in times like this, at the fourth quarter of the year, it's a big competition to get your ad in front of people. So you've got all the big labels trying to push their holiday uh, specials and sales and things like that. So just remember that when you're posting your ads and the time of year that you're posting your ads and what you, how creative you're going to need to be with your headlines, your curiosity, your images and the copy and the freebies that you're willing to put out there. Also, the second rule is be contextual. Now, what I mean by that is if you're going to put forward an ad and no one's in, in your brand new Facebook page or you've only got a few followers, not many people have seen your business and you put out an ad that labels your product name it, it as if the people have already seen your business, it's not going to go as well as you would hope. It's going to basically be putting hot ads or as that's a term that we call where people have seen your business frequently in front of a cold audience or cold traffic, which is people that have never seen your business. So just remember that there's cold, warm, hot and retargeted traffic. So you've got the cold traffic, people have never seen you before, warm or semi-cold to warm, which is people that have seen you before. They may not have bought from you, but they might be interacting with you on some level. Then you've got hot traffic, which is people that have liked your page, they have downloaded your freebie, they've interacted with your website in some way, they may have purchased from you before, and then you've got retargeted ads. So a retargeted audience is, or retargeting audience is people that are, have been hot traffic that you want to retarget something towards them that they may want more of you. So it could be, you know, another freebie, it could be another product launch, things like that. So make sure you're, not, you're contextual with your ads when you're putting them out there. If you're advertising to a, a cold traffic source, then you want to make sure you build a lot of curiosity into that ad and not really mention too much about what your uh, product is, making sure that you bring it right down to that curiosity, like, you know, all controversial, you know, like, for instance, you might want to say something like, vegetables are bad for your health. Click here to find out why. You know, people are going, what? what do you mean vegetables are bad for my health? So that's what I mean about cold traffic and advertising curiosity and, and controversy with cold traffic. It gets a lot more click-throughs. 
Number three rule, be fun and creative. Make sure you stand out. Use weird pitches. Use all sorts of, you know, weird things that people are going to want to go, what? They're going to look at your ad and think, wow, that's amazing. I, I don't even know what that is. I want, I want to find out more about that. You know, use things. If, if it's a video that you're promoting, don't have the most beautiful image of your, you know, face or, you know, make, make sure that that video uh, cover photo is maybe it's a really bad angle. Maybe you've got your mouth open or slightly to the side or something. And it's just funny. People are more interested to click on you if, if you're, you know, you don't look your absolute best in that first image. It's, it's, it's pretty funny actually how we, how the human mind works, but be fun, be creative, stand out. And number four, be omnipresent, be in as many places as you can be with your ad. Uh, you know, there's also a theory that, you know, I know that there's some people that love to just be in the newsfeed. So they'll just target their audience uh, in the newsfeed. So it looks more like a conversation. So it pops up in the newsfeed rather than the sidebars and things like that. But, you know, that's a personal preference. And I promote being everywhere. And I think being in the newsfeed is awesome although you will need to spend a little bit more money to get seen in a newsfeed as opposed to being everywhere. So being everywhere gives you a much greater chance of someone clicking on your ad. So I wanna talk a little bit about identifying ad angles or what we call hooks. So in your notepad, I want you to write down your ideas around your customer and around your ideal client about their five emotional triggers. So when we're talking about ads, we want to go for an angle or a hook. We wanna make sure that we're addressing either a failure, a dream, and or their enemies, or their suspicions, or their fears. So failures would be like, you know, I've tried this many times and failed, but now I've worked. It's now that I've tried this, it's worked play on that or their dreams. What are their dreams? You know, imagine being on a beach in three months time. Imagine after COVID you come out of lockdown and and you have lost 15 kilos and you're looking amazing. Um, and it's all because you tried this new fitness program. So you can, you know, play on their dreams. What are their enemies? Now their enemies might be having to hire or outsource a copywriter. Uh, you might want to talk about in your ad, never never have to hire a copywriter again with my new program on how to do copywriting yourself. It could be, and another emotional trigger is suspicions. Uh, you want to. That's where you can really dig in with your curiosity, and it could be a secret, or you know, learn the five secrets of this, or you know, that sort of thing. And you can also uh, use fears. So looking at what what they're afraid of the most. Are they afraid that if they don't do this, that this will happen. So, you know, if they don't start eating healthy, they're going to put on a lot of weight. And if they don't start now, next year, they're going to be kicking themselves, you know, those sorts of things. So write down five different emotional triggers that you can use in your ads, which is failures, their dreams, what their enemies are, suspicions and fears. And you can use that quite a lot. So maybe some examples might be free masterclass, the um, free eight secrets to money making or free learn to scuba dive without getting lost in the crowd register now um, the free masterclass starting soon the free 
money-making training, things like that. So you want to, you know, use those sorts of things. And obviously those are going to be cold to warm traffic headlines. Or you could use a controversial statement like, as I said, eating vegetables is bad for your health. A confession could be, okay, I admit it, I hate X, Y, Z, but then I found this. It could be statistics. You could use something like the average person wastes $1,500 a year on X, Y, Z. You could use a quote, like an inspirational quote that most people recognize in your ad. You could play on a cliche, such as a journey of a thousand miles begins with a, a cliff bar. <laughs> you could do, hi, my name is, and you know, hey, I'm such and such and start there. You could also use a stop or emergency, such as, wait, don't miss this offer. And also direct call outs, like, are you a sales professional who's you know, sick of blah, blah, blah. And then you can also do an offer. So you could have like free download, have some emojis in there pointing down, free download. And then you have, you know, the, the click or the call to action is click here to download. If you want to use sorts of these sorts of things, you want to, you know, go into their, their pain points and, and you, you start with a hook, then you go, which is their pain point, And then you use a call out. And what works well is humor, relevance to current times, gender specific, clickbait, short and direct, creative, being creative works really well. Video ads are king, especially with captions. Make sure there's captions because a lot of people might be watching something that they can't have the sound on or they are possibly hard of hearing. So having captions is a really good idea on your videos. Testimonials works amazingly. All, always using things like my three biggest mistakes or the three biggest mistakes. Viral style, which we can talk about a bit later on. Education-based, contrarian, so on the contrary, being contradictory. Uh, and also user-generated content is also really, really good and works really well. There's also another thing that we need to think about with Facebook advertising, and that's compliance. With Facebook compliance, it's a tricky business. No one really knows the answer except for the compliance people at Facebook. You know, we do have our best practices, but you just never know what will be approved and what won't be approved. I have personal story about that is I actually put up an ad and it came back disapproved because it looked like I was a network marketing person advertising network marketing. So now I know that network marketing is not allowed as an advertising um, you know, a Facebook ad, you can't actually do that. You can do it as a bridge to your website or to your landing page, but you can't actually advertise network marketing. So it came back as that and I had to dispute it and say, well, I'm not, a net I'm not doing network marketing. I'm actually marketing my own social media marketing ebook and it's got nothing to do with network marketing. So it was allowed after I, I did dispute it, but you just never know what's going to happen. Also, avoid speaking at your user. So instead of saying, Facebook doesn't like it when you say you need to lose weight or you need to lose five kilograms, they would prefer you to say things like, I used to weigh 25 kilos heavier than I do now. And by using this system, I was able to drop those kilos and now look at me. They don't want you to speak directly at the user and tell them what they have to do. And also they want you to join the conversation that's already going inside your client's head or your customer's head. So they, they don't want it to be 
overly salesy. They want you to join the conversation because Facebook is all about experience and engagement. It's not about selling, selling, selling. They don't like before and after ads, so they don't like you to do an ad with before and afters. It usually will not get approved. And also be careful with making claims. When you're making a claim, make sure it's a broad claim, such as some customers grow their business to from 50 to 200%. You can't make a, a, a claim that they actually have, you know, grown their business 200% because of what the, what you're teaching or what your business is. Now I'd like you to go and maybe do some brainstorming. Brainstorm some ideas of the different types of images and copy and headlines that you could create. Uh, I like to test a range of different images against the same copy. And then I also like to test a range of images Again, oh, sorry, I like to test the same image against a range of different copy and headlines across five to ten different types of audiences. So I like to choose my audiences based on their interests and behaviour, age range and their gender, and I t specifically target my audience and have an ad for each audience. And then I like to test. So I like to test and test and test, and then take the top three to four ads and put them in their own ad set and verify the winners of that and run with those for at least a month. So brainstorm some ideas about what are the five to 10 different hooks that you can test, hooks and angles being their emotional triggers. And then I want you to brainstorm what are the four to six different creatives that you can test as well, dynamic or single image, you know, creative being the image or the videos, what kinds of different ones can you use? Then also what are the six to 10 images that you can test? And are you, are you, you know, maybe using carousels or slideshows or videos that you can test, two to three of those. And then put it all together and start building out your ads in a campaign. So to wrap it up, let's just talk about the reality of Facebook advertising. Writing ads takes practice. Nine out of the 10 ads that you create initially will probably fail. And that's okay because it's all a learning experience. And if you take what you've learned and turn it into a positive and change it up, then your ads will get better and better and better. I want you to always think about writing to a specific audience or avatar. Also practice with some of the proven frameworks and flows that you've been able to create. And always look at other people's ads all day, every day. The people that are in your industry, have a look at their ads, go through their Facebook pages, click on the transparency button on their page, have a look at the ads that they're creating. You can see their ad library through there and you can check what they're doing and what's working for them. I'm not telling you to copy people because we never want to copy anybody, but what's working for them is going to work for you. So modeling after them is going to help your business as well. So, you know, looking at what they're doing, figuring out how you can implement that and model it in your business, not to look the same, but to feel the same and see how that goes for you as well. So looking at other people's ads all day, every day and test, test, test always testing. Don't ever stop testing. 
that's something that you're going to want to get used to doing all the time. Set aside a couple of hours a week to test ads and look at what's going on. And based on the descriptions and terminology that we've discussed today, hopefully when you're testing, you'll be able to understand more and more what's actually going on with your Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And then just keep optimizing as you go. Optimize and adjust, optimize and adjust. Test, optimize and adjust. That's the best way to have success with Facebook ads. And moving forward, you are going to turbocharge your business and reach a lot more people this way. You do need to pay to play. It is the quickest way to success. Think about all the things that you subscribe to. If you're thinking, oh, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't know how I'm going to find the money to put into my advertising. A little thing I like to do is go through and do an audit on all the things that I'm spending my money on that are not really serving my business, such as subscriptions that I don't need anymore, apps that I'm paying for that I don't really need anymore, and really thin it down to just what I really, really need in my business and getting rid of the rest and using that money that I would be spending each month and putting that, maybe it's $5 a day, maybe it's $10 a day, maybe it's $100 a day. $100 a day is really going to get you the data that you need to figure out what works and what doesn't. But if that's not in your budget at this point in time, Honestly, at least start with $5 a day and get in there and start getting in front of people and, and leveraging your uh, engagement with Facebook ads because honestly, it's going to really, really pump up your business. And as I said, if Mark Zuckerberg's going to give me $200 for the $5 I give him a day and I'm going to get $200 back in sales that afternoon or the next day, I'm going to give him that $5 a day. Why not? It makes perfect business sense to me. So there you have it, my key Facebook money-making strategies for Facebook ads. I hope you found this valuable and I hope that you will share this with the people that you know will get just as much value from it. Remember, the straightest line to business success on social media is putting yourself out there, being consistent, embracing the pay-to-play mentality, build out your Facebook marketing plan, and test, optimize, and adjust as you go. Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. This episode is sponsored by my free training on finding your niche. So go to 24socialmarketing.com forward slash find your niche training if you want my free training on the five secrets to finding your niche. This training is all about how to really drill down in an oversaturated market and find your profitable audience. Let this be the final year that you say, but Amy, I don't know what my niche is. I will help you with that. So go and jump on my free training now and get started on finding your niche. If you'd like some more free training next Monday, I will also be going live each day for five days on Facebook, spilling the tea on the best social media hacks to grow your business and your email list. So go ahead and get on facebook.com forward slash 24 social, like my page so that you can get the notifications for my Facebook lives and when I go live next week. You can also download a toolkit that I'll be putting a link for in the podcast blog post this week. Okay, guys, so let's leave it there and please, please rate and review my podcast or leave me a comment letting me know what you might like for me to cover in my 
coming in my upcoming podcast, I should say. And be sure to join me at the same time, same place next week because I'll have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Billy Sharp. Billy is a startup expert and she will be sharing her most valuable tips for those who are starting out in business or have started in business and really don't know where to go from here. You can find her at billysharp.com.au. Okay, guys, thank you so much again for joining me and take care.